The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Amen. Take your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 4. Not sure all the places the Lord will take us tonight. It's not one of those canned type services. So you better just buckle your seatbelt low and tight. Put your trays in the upright lock position. If an oxygen mask should drop from the ceiling, just make sure you put yours on first before helping the person next to you. Appreciate our worship team. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, New International Version tonight. Did we greet our first-time visitors? Okay, okay. All right, good. Just making sure. Did you all get a magazine? Take a magazine home. We have lots of them. It's powerful testimony. Matthew chapter 4. Powerful articles in there. Matthew 4, verse 17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. I want you to say that. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother, Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, the brother and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing their nets. Jesus called to them, and they immediately left their boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and the people brought him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do tonight. Come on, just ask God to speak to you. Speak to us. Release faith. Release the power of God. Even release your kingdom. God here. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. You may be seated. Turn to the neighbor and slap him five before you do that. Amen. God, God bless you. Hallelujah. 
excuse me while I flow in the Holy Ghost for a second. Troy, I just love you. I'm coming after you, though. Hi. I'm coming after your mom. You can stand with her, though. Come, come, come. It's good to see you. Thank you. You know, um, I have a word for you. And uh, I asked the Lord for one because I saw you were here. And, and uh, I just love your son and just love your family. And, and uh, we, we esteem you and honor you tonight. You. I saw, um, and I asked the Lord for one. I didn't get anything right away. So then I went to go preach. I was ready to preach. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I hope I'm ready. Anyway, uh, and the Lord interrupted me. And I had, um, I had a, a short vision, but I believe it will mean something to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, and the Lord speaks to Jeremiah and says, go down to the potter's house, and I'm going to show you something. And I'm paraphrasing, and in the, in the vision I saw God's hand uh, on the clay, and it being molded, and then it was marred. And there's all kinds of promises there in Jeremiah where God can, sp- can speak concerning a nation, and he can raise up a nation, he can tear one down, and so on and so forth. But I saw God making you into a beautiful vessel carrying his power and his presence. And the Lord says that I'm going to send you on a trip, and you need to pack your bags and leave them by the front door because I'm going to open some opportunities for you to be able to minister even that which I've done in your own life. I'm releasing strength in you. In times before, you felt like you started the race and, and the race just never ended, or you felt disqualified at times. Sometimes because of the actions of others and misunderstanding other times from some poor choices that you might have made. But the Lord says that your hand is on the plow now. You're not looking back. And this race that you started, you're going to finish. And I see you running with great strength. I see you enduring. I see you going from strength to strength and glory to glory. And the vessel that God is making you into, he's going to shine forth out of you in a marvelous way, even to your own people here in Alaska. I've put a now word in your mouth and I've put some authority in your hands and I'm going to give you uh, I'm going to give you favor even with elders and with people I see you going to villages uh, I see you taking a trip I mean pack your bags and I mean like really like go home and prophetically pack your bag and get ready for the call because it's going to come and I don't know how that is or what that looks like but God's going to lead you to, it's like your whole life is going to burst forth with new zeal and passion the old is gone the new has come be encouraged says the Lord I'm releasing strength and power to you even now. Yes. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Touch. Holy Ghost. Touch. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. In the collective consciousness of mankind, there's what, what I call the residue of Eden. What do you mean by that? If you look at the Greek philosophers of Plato, Hesed, lost golden age, Plato talking about an idyllic utopia where there would be just this perfection of society. It's a residue because there's not going to be no perfection of society because there's a fallen human race. But it's a residue of what was lost back in the garden. It's what it is. And you'll see even in modern writers, you see this residue released through writers like Milton, who wrote, I think it's The Lost Horizon or Shangri-La. Anybody ever saw the movie Shangri-La? I'll never forget. I think it came out in 1978. I haven't seen it since. I was a small boy. 
Watch this movie Shangri-La and how there was this place somewhere in the mountains. And if you went through the certain way, you entered into this utopia. You see, God desires for us to walk in his kingdom, to live in his kingdom, even to, to dwell with him, to abide with him. The kingdom, of hand, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of heaven, which is synonymous, the same thing, is at hand. In the Old Testament, you see a longing by Jewish people, by God's people, a longing for, for the kingdom of God to be manifested. And really that longing came out of a revelation of how God worked in the world. It came out of an understanding of Eden. Hebrews longed for the kingdom of God. It's it's pictured throughout the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 4 says this. He will judge between nations and will settle disputes for many people. They will beat their shares their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. It's interesting how the communist party took that text and they adopted it as their own, but they failed utterly in total bankruptcy. Isaiah goes on in chapter 11 and verse 6. The wolf will live with the lamb. The lion will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion, the yearling together. And the little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young lion will lie down together. And the lion will eat the straw with the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra. A young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy all on my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord, even as the waters cover the sea. In the Old Testament, there was this understanding that there's going to come a day when God's kingdom will take over the whole earth. They knew that. But in the mind of a Hebrew... It was something that was afar off or something that was in the future. To the Jews, the kingdom of God was in the future. Problem came, of course, when Jesus, our hero, my best friend, when he came, he just peeled back the veneer of everything. When Jesus, the king of the kingdom, comes, you see the display of God everywhere. Demons being cast out, sick people being healed, those that are paralyzed being totally made whole. It's fascinating when you read Revelation chapter 20, that's exactly what happened really, will happen really, is the Messiah will come and rule and reign for a thousand years. It's called a millennial reign. But the Jews, it was, a, it was it's something that was off in the future. And the kingdom of God for us is also in its fullness, something that's in the future, in its fullness. But it's not just in the future, it's also now. Let's take a look at the text. You'll notice that Jesus begins his preaching ministry. Matthew 4.14, repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. That is the central theme of Jesus' preaching. And I would venture to say it ought to be the central theme of our preaching. 
Because if we just, if we just preach Jesus Christ and him crucified so that you can be saved, have your sins forgiven and go to heaven, we are ripping people off of the truth of the whole, the whole truth, the whole gospel. Because it's not just that your sins would be forgiven. Your sins would be forgiven. Yes, heaven would be your home, that he would, he's made atonement for you, but he's also healed you. He's also provides for deliverance, for wholeness. For he, he provides for every human need, as we said earlier in the service. And because the religious leaders did not understand, really, God's miraculous, simple plan, that they rejected Jesus, the Messiah. They wanted a Messiah that would come and throw off the yoke of the Romans, that would bring peace and establish Israel as a, as a premier nation. And when Jesus came as a suffering servant, they just couldn't quite swallow that. It didn't make sense. The suffering servant of Isaiah 53. Because the kingdom of God was bigger than they expected it to be. And God's ways are not our ways. They're higher than our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They're, they're higher than our thoughts. God has a way of doing things that's infinitesimally detailed and bigger than you or I could possibly understand. And as we look at the text in verse 19, Jesus calls men to follow him. In fact, the following of Jesus was the beginning of their entrance into the kingdom. There's some marvelous books that are written about the kingdom. Some are total nonsense. Others are tremendous. And I think the best one to read, quoting uh, my pastor, our lead pastor, our apostolic leader, Dr. Morocco, is a George Ladd, I believe his name is Ladd, The Gospel of the Kingdom. Every single person should read that book here. It's short, but it's so rich and so profound. And so when Jesus comes... He says the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, which is the same thing, is at hand. It's near. It's, it's right here. It's right now. Because where the king is, so is the kingdom. And so he speaks to these disciples. He calls and he, he calls them to follow him. There must have been something about his voice where he just said, come and follow me. And they drop everything. They leave their father. They leave their nets and they go and they follow him. He preaches the good news of the kingdom of God. Luke 17, verse 21 says, Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. See, the kingdom of God is both is present right now and its future. It's both. So how is that? I know, that's kind of a trip. I don't fully understand it, but I see it through Scripture. It's not only present and it's future, but you can actually enter the kingdom. It's not a geographical location. It's that which you enter into by receiving the king of the kingdom. In fact, the only way you can get into the kingdom is by receiving the king. So how do I get in? Repent. Ask God to forgive you. Receive his entrance ticket. The way, the truth, the life. Receive Jesus. Receive the king. And the price that he paid. That which those poets and those philosophers longed for, that which was lost by Adam and Eve, was purchased back by the final Adam, Jesus. There's a place that you can go. There's a place where the burden and the yoke will fall off. There's a place. There's a place of freedom. There's a place of joy. 
There is a place of unspeakable glory. And God has made a way for us to enter into that by his flesh, by his death, by his resurrection. And when you believe on him and you repent, you ask him to forgive you. He gives you a genuine ticket to ride. Some of you got the ticket, but you ain't riding. power of the kingdom is seen here in this text affecting the the world and the evil that was in it and the same is true today the power of the kingdom of God is affecting our world is affecting our community Jesus healed the sick everybody say Jesus healed the sick in fact the text says he healed all that came to him Various diseases, those suffering severe pain, demon-possessed, those having seizures, the paralyzed. And he healed them. Large crowds, it goes on to say in verse 25. Yeah, I bet. From Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. Why did they follow him? Because he had what they were looking for. He brought them peace. He brought them healing. He brought them wholeness. Jesus cast out demons. It's fascinating that that demons being cast out is one of the primary signs of the kingdom of God among us. It's listen, you've got to you've got to understand it's not just salvation. It's not just salvation. It's healing, it's deliverance, it's wholeness. Sozo actually is the word. Zo- the Zoe life. It's, it's, it's wholeness. The New Agers didn't come up with it. God came up with it. It's his idea. He heals you spirit, soul, and body. He heals you completely. He heals your money. Come on, some of you need your money healed. You're cursed with a curse. Got a tithe. Gets how you get your money healed. Come on, Pastor Alex. Give me an amen. You amen over there, Pastor? Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, you need to break devils off your money. Yeah. Ivan Tate says you got to get your money pregnant. I like that. You know how you get your money pregnant? Just pay somebody else's bills off. You'll get your money pregnant. Wow. You got to be a good steward. The kingdom of God is affecting here in this passage, but it's affecting us now. People are being healed. People are being delivered. People are being set free. Demons are fleeing. Matthew chapter 12. Turn there with me if you would. Verse 28. But if I drive out spirit, demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come among you. It is absolutely a premier thing that devils get cast out. You say, are devils being cast out here in church? Every, listen to me, every service. Every service? I didn't see any devils. I know you might not have seen it. It might not have been messy. Sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it isn't. The truth is, that happens every service. Well, maybe not tonight because you're all just so sanctified and holy. (laughs) Every service. I felt like the Lord told me that. Son, I'm I'm breaking devils off of people every service. It's encouraging. 
You got to ask, where is the kingdom when you don't see, listen, listen, listen to me. If you don't see devils being broken off, you don't see people getting free. You don't see people being delivered and people staying stuck in their mess. Then you've got to ask yourself, where is the kingdom? That's what you have to ask. It's absolutely strange. It's odd. It's very strange indeed that the gospel would be preached and there's no power. And when that happens, something is radically wrong. Radically wrong. Because where the kingdom is, then darkness has got to go. George Ladd said it this way. The kingdom of God is the rule, the reign, the government of God in this age. In the hearts and the lives of those who yield themselves to him. And in the next age, over all the world. I'm going to say that again. It comes right from his book. The kingdom of God is the rule, the reign, the government of God in this age. In the hearts and lives of those who yield themselves to him. And in the next age, over all the world. So it begins... By us submitting to him. You've got to submit to his rule. You've got to submit to his reign. You've got to submit to his government. And if you don't, then you're going to get your... All your life. (laughs) It's going to be ugly. It's going to be painful. I'm going to tell you what a painful walk is. Is where you try to hold on to one hand with the world. And you just want to lift one hand to Jesus. That is brutal. Rips you down the middle. And I'm going to tell you, the world ain't never going to satisfy you. Boyfriend ain't going to satisfy you. Girlfriend ain't going to satisfy you. Come on, he alone satisfies. All those other things, they don't work. They just don't work. Am I preaching to anybody in here? Amen. But Jesus satisfies. Isn't that right, Mike? That's right. He satisfies. But you've got to yield to him. There are people that'll be on bar stools and driving porcelain buses all across the valley tomorrow morning because they say they've actually tried Jesus. See, really what we've done is we've preached Jesus Christ and him crucified, but we've held back on the kingdom. And in fact, in doing that, it's inoculating people to the truth and the power of the Holy Spirit. I had a dream a while back. It's marked me. You know, dream. some of the dreams that you have, when you have them, one of the ways, for me, let me say it that way, one of the, for me, I know that it's something that's very impressed from the Holy Spirit because it's impossible for me to forget it. In the dream, I'm the guest speaker. Dr. Morocco is running the service. I'm in an auditorium that is huge, tens of thousands of people. Worship service is on. It's almost time for me to preach. And I get up and I leave the front row and I head to the back of this multitudes of people and I've got these armor bearer usher guys with me. I head to the back of the sanctuary and I walk along the back row and I come upon a group of people that are totally out in the Holy Ghost. They're lying all over the floor. And I say to myself, wow, God's moving back here. Because the other part of the service was pretty calm, you know. 
a little bit of hand raising, some joyful singing, no real dramatic displays of power. But here I'm looking people out under the power of God, some laughing, some crying. And I think to myself, wow, the Lord's moving. So I step over somebody. And when I stepped over somebody, it was like God himself just jumped me and beat me down. Hit me from behind. The power of God hit me from behind, pulled my jacket and my shirt up over my, I mean, you don't want to see that. (laughs) Up over my head. I hit the ground. I'm on the ground, pinned to the ground under the power of God with everything all hanging out and my jacket and shirt and tie just jacked, messed up. And as I'm on the ground, I cannot get up and I'm saying to the Lord, I'm going to preach. You know, like he doesn't know. How many of you know, sometimes you want to just remind God of what you have to do. So, Lord, I'm supposed to speak for you. I mean, he's the one that's pinned me on the ground. Maybe he wants to speak anyway. I'm thinking to myself, get up, get up. How many of you know, how many of you ever try to quench the spirit and just get up and get after your duty? And so I, I'm, I'm like, get up, get up. How many of you ever talk to yourself? I'm talking to myself in my dream. I'm like, get off the ground. Dr. Morocco's looking for you. There's thousands of people here. Now there was also TV cameras. And the ushers try to help me. These armor bearer dudes try to help me and they fall out. And so now they're on the ground. And somehow I'm able to get myself off the back floor of the church or stadium or wherever we were. And when I got up, I am one disheveled mess. I'm talking shirt stained, messed up, pants ripped, totally messed up, not ready for TV. And I remember looking at myself and I'm like, no, like, no, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And I look and I realize, I've got to change. I've got to change. So I rush off to, you know, the hotel room kind of thing. And I get to where my clothes are, which, you know, in a dream, it's instant. I'm there. (laughs) And I put on pants and they rip. I mean, they just straight rip. I put on clothes. They don't fit. They don't look good. I I don't know about you, but, you know, I, 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 I have to be comfortable with what I'm wearing. I mean, how many of you know what I'm talking I've got some shirts that are like this right now. <laughs> Just all buttons pulling and stuff. And, you know, so I'm wearing my bigger clothes right now. <laughs> but I'm comfortable. Amen. And I'm not tucking it in because my pants are just, it's just not going to work. Amen. So, but I'm comfortable. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Jesus, help us. Jesus, help us. And so I'm very uncomfortable in what I'm wearing. My clothes are ruined. I look like I look like I just got run over by a bus, and really I just was run over by God. I try to put on new clothes and nothing works, nothing matches, everything's messed up. And you know, it's just like a first pair of pants I go to stick my legs in, and it's just like the pants rip. You know, finally I get my act together to get something that's somewhat presentable. And so I rush off to church. And I, as I'm rushing off, I, I, I get driven by some guys in this ministry, the famous ministry. Anyway, I think it has some significance. But I get there, and I get to the front. I'm walking to the front, and instantly my clothes are soaking wet. Like I peed myself totally through. <laughs> Except, you know, like totally wet. Everything's totally wet, just wet. 
And so as I'm, wa- and I'm walking to my seat, you know, Dr. Morocco's looking at me, I'm like, sorry, you know, here. You know, there's a lot of communication that happens from the front row to the platform. Some of you might not realize that, but <laughs> you're like, sign language. You know, we got all kinds of sign language. Anyway, the doctor looks at me, I'm like, sorry, you know. And as I'm, wa- as I'm walking, I'm just going to become totally wet. And I'm like, the thought comes, it's God. I'm the one that's messing you up, son. I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't like that. And so we're like, okay, God's messing me up. Okay, so now I look like I peed myself. I sit down. And, you know, he starts this introduction. Well, tonight we have a special speaker. He's talking, and I realize my notes. Where are my notes? Now, some people can use not, I, there's times where I don't have to use notes, and sometimes I don't have to use notes. And then if I'm going to do some kind of a detailed thing that's got a, some theology and Hebrew and some depth to it, buddy, I need notes. I'm just going to flow and kind of let the wind catch us. We don't need any notes. But I've got this message I've worked on, and I need my notes, and I'm sitting there all wet. <laughs> He's introduced me, he's just about to pass the service over to me, and I'm like, my notes. And so I say to the armor bearer guy, dude, get my notes. And I think they're back there where the Lord jumped me, in the back. I figure I dropped them right there. I said, they're, they're in the back. And so the guy's like, uh-huh. And so he, he should go this way, you know. He goes, okay, and walks off the wrong way about this slow. He walks off the wrong way and then it's Dr. Morocco and put your hands together. It's too late. No notes. That's it. Hands me the mic. And I get up. When he hands me the mic, the Lord spoke to me some things that I'm not allowed to share to you, with you. But here's what the Lord told me through an interpretation of this dream. That you are trying to make the, the power of the Holy Spirit acceptable and pleasable, pleasing in the sight of man. You're, you're trying to, don't try to sugarcoat my presence, my power. Don't worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about whether you're all dressed in the right clothes or the right shoes. Don't worry about it. Flow in my power. Release my kingdom. Let the chips fall. Don't try to make the move of the Holy Spirit seeker sensitive. The move of the Holy Spirit is far from seeker sensitive. It's just like not seeker friendly. Oh, we need to honor people, respect people. I'm all for having nice chairs and and heated buildings. Amen. Praise God. We need to be time sensitive and all of those things that we're concerned about. But many times I believe we miss out on the power of the kingdom of God, the rule of God, the government of God, because we're trying to do things in a way that makes it look good to somebody. And some of the greatest miracles and words that that I've released by his infinite grace, I mean, it's just like a trip over them. I'm not concerned about that. It's not even on my mind. I would venture to say that God wants to use you in a way that's beyond anything you could possibly imagine. But if you have this idea that it has to be a certain way, If you have this idea that you have to look a certain way or sound a certain way or have gone through some, you know, large amount of school or any schooling, truth is, and I'm all for schooling, I'm all for education, it's wonderful. 
But there are people that have more degrees than a thermometer and they can't cast out any devils. We don't need that. We need people that can really bring the power of the kingdom of God in this day and this hour. To heal the sick and set the captives free. That happens by submitting to God, not by looking a certain way. Now this text speaks to us a number of things. We have a real hope. So how do you get that? We have a home. You know, Barb, it's in heaven. Your husband's in heaven. I was in the service when he sat back right about where, right about where the DeVrieses are, right, right in that area. I saw him pay attention at times and, and listen. He declared Jesus. He's gone to heaven. You know the comfort that brings? Does any, has anybody ever lost anyone? Yeah. We have a real hope. A real hope. A future home. And we have the power of God now to help us in our need. Right now. You have the power of God right now to help you. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus all across this place. In your depression, in your angst. God can heal you. He can set you free from torment. He can give you peace, lasting peace. Keep in front of your mind, in front of your thinking, keep in your consciousness. The kingdom of God is at hand. Say that with me. The kingdom of God is at hand. Say it again. The kingdom of God is at hand. That means when somebody has this in this sickness or this disease or this impossible scenario or situation, you can say the kingdom of God is at hand, meaning anything's possible. Anything. Look, in heaven, there's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no paralytics in heaven. There's no cripples in heaven. There's no depression in heaven. There's no anxiety in heaven. There's no, come on, there's no bondages in heaven. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is near. Nigh, in fact, it's, it's within you because Jesus is within you. That's why the Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Oh, hallelujah. It's nothing like you, Jesus. Enemies of God will be defeated. They actually have been defeated on the cross. But we're in this great tension between the first and the second advent, this, this tension be, as we wait for his soon return. We're left as ambassadors, but not ambassadors that aren't armed. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to God through the pulling down of strongholds. And we take every thought captive and make it obedient, even unto Christ. Every high and lofty thing, every thought that's raised up against the knowledge of God, we take captive. That's impossible. No, nothing's impossible with God. Oh, they say it's, it's a terminal disease. There's no such thing. 
There's just no such thing. The doctors are only practicing medicine. Thank God that they do. But the truth is, we serve one who is the great physician. We serve one who can heal the sick and set captives free. We serve the living God. We serve the king of the kingdom who lives on the inside of us. Let him fill you. Let him fill you right now. Let him touch you right now. Let him break off limitations in your mind. Come on, you've been chosen. You've been called precious and holy, peculiar people, a royal priesthood. He made a way for you. He's adopted you. He grafted you in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Come on, lift your hands and worship Jesus. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands and worship Him. Lift your hands to Jesus. supernaturally that there truly is nothing there truly is nothing impossible with God Ooh, thank you Jesus oh thank you Lord thank you Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 since children have flesh and blood he too shared in their humanity So that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Jesus defeated Satan. It's already done. It's already been completed. That's why when you see in the New Testament, some had fallen asleep. It's not even saying death. Death is a Greek word, thanatos, which is separation from God. When we die, it's not even a sad thing. Actually, it's exciting. Well, it's sad for us here. We certainly don't wish death on anybody. May God fulfill the purpose and plan he has for every one of us while we're here in the earth. But it's not just about this walk, this day, this hour that we're living in. It's about the age to come. It's about eternity. You will be living 500 years from now where you're living is your choice. And when you've, if you've made a decision to live for Jesus, that he comes into you and you come into the kingdom of God. You're seated in heavenly places, as Ephesians says. He's given you, he's given you every spiritual blessing in Christ. 
He's seated you in heavenly places. It's a duality to your existence in that you're here, but you're also seated with Christ. And he lives on the inside of you, but you're also in him. Live in God's kingdom. Make a conscious effort to live there. Would you stand all across this place? Let go of the world. Let go of the things of time and tradition. Let go of trying to make the Holy Spirit seeker-friendly. Just be you. You don't even have to be weird for weird's sake. But just be you. Come on, just pray in the spirit. Service is almost over. Come on. Yes, God. Release your power. Release your power right now. Release the power of your kingdom right now. In the name. In the name of Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you prayer. We give you glory. There's a number of uh, women here. Might, there might be some men also, but specifically uh, that you're really struggling with depression. You're struggling with depression. God wants to free you from that right now. If that's you, you're having a battle with depression. You know it's you. You know God's calling you out right now. Just come meet me right here where you at. Women specifically, two or three. Come right here, lift your hands, come on. Anybody else? Just line up right here, all the ladies. Come one line, please, just come all the way up front. One line. your hands out in the name of Jesus we command depression to go ladies I want you to say with me say I command come on say it like you mean it out loud I command depression to go do it again I command depression to go can't hear you do it again I command depression to go. Let me hear you say it again. I command depression to go. One more time. Let me hear you. I command depression to go. There has been an onslaught over your life and a battle for your life for many, many, many years. The battle mostly has been won. It's all been won in the spirit, but there's, there's some things that have held on like tentacles. And there is even an assignment that comes to try to torment you. And I speak to that thing this night in the name of Jesus. Depression, I command you to be broken. Lord, I command that thing to be broken right now.
voice of triumph tonight. Come on, say with me. Say the kingdom of God is at hand. Say it again. The kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. Come on, one more time. Shout to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen now. Here's instruction. Got to get disciple. Get in a small group. You become best friends, you two. Amen. <laughs> you plug in. You grow in the Word. God's got a great plan for you. I see you dancing. I see you dancing. I looked over at you, and I saw you dancing and worshiping free, on fire. Don't let the enemies whisper to you. Or let this moment be a moment of embarrassment for you. You're dearly loved here. And God is going to bring you out with a strong and a mighty hand. He's looking for you now to begin to understand and know and enter into committed discipleship. And as you do that, you will see your dreams unfold. And I see you dancing and worshiping before the throne. I see you singing. I think I gave you that word before, but you told me you can't sing or something. I see you singing. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Just saying. I see you singing. Lord bless. Did you get something from the Lord tonight? So the kingdom of God is within you. It's at hand. There's nothing impossible. Sickness got to go. Disease got to go. Demons got to go. Depression's got to go. You have authority. You've got power. Use it. Don't worry about what it looks like. Use it. Use it. If you're not right with God, won't you give your heart to Jesus tonight? Those online, those listening by podcast, if that's you, you want to make a decision to live for Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to him, just pray this prayer with me right out loud. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. And come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me and cleanse me. And make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Spirit, fill and touch each and every one once again. Use us, God, I pray. Use us, Lord. The kingdom of God is within us because the king lives on the inside of us. The kingdom of God is at hand. Nothing is impossible with God. Take someone by the hand tonight. Lord, thank you for what you've done. Bless your people. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance swords from God. Be gracious to us. Keep us. And give us peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We we'll hope to see you Wednesday night. Ministry for the whole family, 7 o'clock. God bless you. Be sure to sign up for Passport as well as for the youth camp. We love you. God bless you. The kingdom of God is at hand. Oh, praise God. Glory to God.
Bless you. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.